A new day, a new high. The Taiwan Stock Exchange finished at a fresh record on Monday. The market opened sharply from its Friday close and soared by more than 278 points to close above 13,500 for the first time. The rally was led mostly by the tech sector. Power management chip supplier Syllergy Corp gained more than 5%. TSMC and its suppliers also rose across the board. Analysts say that the market is reacting to the easing of uncertainty after the U.S. election. As investing gets back to fundamentals, the return of foreign capital is propelling Taiwan shares to record heights. Following its massive rally on Monday, TSMC is now the 10th most valuable company in the world, surpassing U.S. retail chain Walmart. TSMC's stock surge also boosted the fortunes of its top execs, past and present. Former founder Morris Chang, who retired with 125,000 shares, now has a stake worth over 60.5 billion NT dollars. TSMC shares skyrocketed on Monday, opening up 8 NT at 470 NT. It closed at 484 NT with a market cap of 12.55 trillion NT, surpassing U.S. retail giant Walmart as the 10th most valuable company in the world. This surge has given yet another boost to Chang's net worth. Investors seem impressed. TSMC's founder, who is 89 years old, stepped down as chairman in June 2018. At his retirement, he held 125,000 shares worth 229 NT each. In just two years, his net worth in stocks has risen from 28.6 billion NT to 60.5 billion NT, a whopping 111%. That means that since retiring, Chang's stake in TSMC has earned him 35 million NT every day. Even in retirement, Chang is working to advance Taiwan's economy. A TSMC stable growth has relentlessly added to the wealth of top executives. TSMC Executive Chairman Mark Liu holds 12,913 shares, worth about 6.3 billion NT. CEO CC Wei has 7,179 shares, worth about 3.5 billion NT. And it's only on track to rise. Institutional investors see a bright future for the company. Investment group CLSA has raised its target price on TSMC to 600 NT. USB Securities has set it even higher at 625 NT. If shares rise above 600 NT, that would mean Chairman Cheng would be holding more than 70 billion NT in shares. We expect the next year to be a gallop for the semiconductor sector. TSMC's next-generation technology, including its 5-nanometer process, will become mainstream next year. On top of that, its 3-nanometer and 2-nanometer processes are almost there. TSMC is supported by four main clients, Apple, Qualcomm, NVIDIA, and MediaTek. Last week, TSMC announced a salary restructuring that hikes the monthly regular wage by 20% for its Taiwan workforce. Now, with Monday's rally in shares, there's good news for its founder and its top executives. Taiwan has reported one new COVID case that's been classified an import from Malaysia. The government also released preliminary details on its COVID rules and regulations for the fall and winter seasons. One new measure will be a 15,000 NT dollar fine for those who refuse to wear a mask in eight types of public spaces. We turn now to the Central Epidemic Con Command Center. The draft we are working on is based on Articles 36 and 37 of the Communicable Disease Control Act. The relevant penalties will range from 3,000 NT to 15,000 NT. 
but I think that there will be a process of informing that takes place before the fines are meted out. So on Wednesday, there will be a formal announcement, and everyone will see how the rules will be implemented and what the penalties will be. The CCC also plans to tighten border controls. One measure asks Taiwan nationals to provide a negative PCR COVID test taken within the last three days. In addition, hospitals will be encouraged to increase COVID screening. More details on this measure will be released on Wednesday. After 11 years of construction, Taizong's metro system has opened to the public on a trial basis. Rides on the newly completed Green Line will be free for a month. Official operations start December 19. Mayor Lu Xiaoyan joined locals in trying out the trains on Monday, turning a new chapter for Taizong Transport. Granddaughter in tow, this man waits for his train on the platform. Also waiting is this pair of brothers-in-law. One lives in Tanzi district, the other lives in Fengyuan. They've met here to try out the train. And here's Mr. Zhang, who made a sign so he could secure a commemorative photo for Facebook. The era of the Taizhong MRT is finally here. I want to congratulate the Taizhong Metro for finally finishing this first line. A free trial is underway for the MRT's green line. The trains stop at each of the Green Line's 18 stations. From November 16th to December 6th, or phase one of the trials, service will run from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. This morning, between 7 and 9, we've already had more than 4,700 passengers. Mayor Lu donned the MRT staff's uniform for a ride from Songju Station to Taichung City Hall Station. When an infrastructure project pleases the people and makes them smile with joy, that's valuable feedback for us. Over the trial period, passengers can share their experience with Taizhong's transport department and the Taizhong Metro Corporation. The feedback will be reviewed on a rolling basis. It's a bit loud when it turns. Of course, it might be because of the terrain. Nothing can be done about that. The ads on the train's exterior have also caught attention. Besides bringing a splash of color, they're also a source of revenue for the MRT even before its official launch. To try out the system for free, use an EasyCard, iPass or iCash card. If you don't have one, you can pick up a free ticket at the entrance. November is the season of big sales in department stores. Now there's an extra reason to head your way to the temples of capitalism – food trucks. Tiny food stalls camped out in department stores amidst the shopping have proven a big hit with customers. Let's take a look at some of the nibbles on offer. The stall is surrounded by hungry shoppers lured in by the scent of dim sum. There are just 50 pork bentos, and in 10 minutes, they're all gone. Scones are buy one, get one free and not to be missed. The stall sells over 1,000 a day. One half of the business, Amy, is new to Taiwan. It's her first time taking part in the annual sales and the deluge of customers was a shock. On the first day from 9 a.m., there was just a constant stream of people coming in. Just so many people. We sold 10,000 scones in less than a week. They're selling so well. In one day of sales, this stall sells 180,000 of these little pork floss cakes. The stall is just 1.5 pings of floor space. But those 1.5 pings bring in 650,000 NT a day. That's 430,000 NT per ping. Outside the food hall, at the entrance to the department store, this van sells natural toast to the hordes of customers queuing up. 
I think it's amazing. It's so fast. I can just grab it and take it somewhere else to eat. Normally, the crowds are bigger during the sales. We want to ride a wave of enthusiasm with the crowds. We usually have about 500 loaves come in to sell every day, and we can sometimes sell out in three hours. The stalls only take up half a ping of floor space, but they can produce millions of NT. They're like the chicken that lays the golden egg. We've got about 10 pop-up stalls at each of our three department stores in Taipei, and we're making more than 2 million NT from them every day. Stores originally saw stalls as a simple way to feed customers on the go, but now they're an attraction of their own, a vital part of the sale season. Bubble tea is one of Taiwan's favorite drinks, and now you can enjoy it as a hot pot. A popular beverage chain has launched a Taipei hot pots outlet with a broth made with milk tea and filled with brown sugar tapioca pearls. Is it sacrilege or the beautiful marriage of two Taiwanese delights? From us, a news reporter Stephanie Yang has the story. There are a lot of boba milk tea shops in Taiwan, but with winter approaching, you might like to try boba milk tea hot pot. This might look like ordinary hot pot, but the soup bases are swimming with surprises. One half of the pot is a bubble tea hot pot. It's made with brown sugar bubbles, red yeast bubbles, taro, red beans, and brown sugar powder. The milk tea base is tea-scented and slightly sweet, and it's suitable as a dessert or for cooking vegetables. The other half of the pot is an organic rose soup broth. This seafood broth is steeped in organic edible roses. It turns pink after a bit of cooking. The milk tea pot here is very special. The pearls are also very chewy, very delicious. The soup is not too sweet. It feels just right and it goes well with vegetables. It's great. This hot pot joint is the brainchild of a popular bubble milk tea shop. The hot pot draws on the shop's own recipes. Both soup bases are natural and organic, and they use handmade brown sugar bubbles. The milk tea is heavier on the tea fragrance and lighter on milk. There is black sugar powder on the side that can be used to adjust the sweetness of the milk tea. The decor is inspired by Taiwan's traditional old streets, like the lanterns of Zhou Fen. On the outside of the store, there's a three-story tall golden dragon. There is a big dragon in front of the store, and it spits smoke. Inside, the second floor is very dreamy. It's like traveling through time and space. The shop is the latest addition to Taipei's bubble tea food scene. The operator says it hopes the dish will further its mission to bring Taiwanese cuisine to the world. For most news, Stephanie Yang, Wu Mao in Taipei. Bird lovers, a treat is in store. An oriental stork has descended on Jingsan District in New Taipei to the delight of locals. The stork, traditionally thought in Europe to bring babies to their parents, is an endangered species. Experts believe this individual stork has flown over to Taiwan all the way from South Korea. Standing patiently in Taiwan's green fields, a rare oriental stork freshly arrived from Korea. Bird spotters rush to the scene to catch a glimpse of its thick white plumage and black beak. I read that, apparently, it was released into the wild in Korea. I came over as soon as I heard. The cold and windy weather did nothing to dampen bird lovers' ardor as they lined up to photograph the rare visitor. It is classed endangered by the site's Treaty on Endangered Species. There are fewer than 4,000 individuals alive worldwide. This is the bird believed in European folklore to bring babies to expectant parents. Its striking white body and black wing feathers make a beautiful contrast in flight. 
This dog carries an identification ring on its foot, A20. It's believed to have been born in May to an adolescent bird and raised in a Korean rescue center before deciding to fly across the Yellow Sea and East China Sea and land in New Taipei. For birders, it's a very rare but welcome surprise. There was an oriental stork from Korea once before, in Yongan in Kaohsiung. Very sadly, it was electrocuted by a high-voltage cable. It's so rare to get a chance like this to see another. It has the A20 identification tag on its foot. This is a wonderful surprise for northern Taiwan's bird lovers. Following the sad fate of the last oriental stork in Taiwan, four conservationists have been assigned as the stork's bodyguards. They will help keep the stork safe and its fans orderly as they give the VIP a warm welcome. A new Tao brand from Taiwan's Tao capital, Yunling, is hoping to become a global hit. Skin-friendly moisturizing properties and super absorbency are just some of their innovations. The new brand has been launched by the second-generation leaders of numerous established Tao manufacturers. This top-grade towel is well-qualified to represent Taiwan. It goes through 50 stages of processing and 11 national standards tests. This product is about to be unleashed on the European market, an eco-friendly towel made of recycled plastic bottles. And this 3-in-1 towel contains collagen, claiming to have moisturizing properties. It's made of fish. The collagen comes from milkfish scales, which are extracted and made into fabric. We also added a photocatalyst to make it as antimicrobial as possible. It claims to protect your skin while absorbing moisture and drying quickly. Pour on some water and in seconds it's all soaked up. Water droplets may stay on a normal towel for about three seconds before disappearing. Uni Towel Factories have reinvented themselves with this new brand and flagship store in Taipei. The backstory is quite a surprise. There are 12 shareholders and we're all second-generation towel manufacturers. It was a hard road to creating this brand because at first we had to work really hard on the research and development. To be honest, this doesn't make money. These born and bred towel experts have gone in for creative designs and smart functionality to carve out their niche in the market. Yunlin corners 80% of Taiwan's towel business. Many factories are over 50 years old and are being run by second-generation leaders. They hope government tariffs on Chinese imports will continue to protect Taiwan's towels as the domestic market grows and they look toward global customers. With government protection, government anti-dumping measures, and the return of the second generation, we have continue to purchase new machinery. We want to attract overseas purchasers, and when we exhibit in expos abroad, we hope the government will give us a hand too. Yunlin, aka Towel Central, is gearing up for a fresh wave of overseas marketing. They hope for help from the small and medium enterprise administration and the Taiwan to make the new brand a global household name. The rebuilt Sanria Suspension Bridge has become a hot tourist attraction since opening this August in Taroko National Park. It's so popular, in fact, that starting November 18, you'll need to register online with your national ID number if you want to use it. The park says it's enforcing real name registration to crack down on scalpers. According to park administrators, some people have been booking up time slots for the bridge access and then selling them to eager tourists for a fee.